0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lift, Fill, Pray, a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness in an effort to inspire, support, and encourage you on your journey through life. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff, and I am joined today by my good friends, Coach Colin, a certified personal trainer and Stephen, across the table from me, who is a licensed psychotherapist for another episode of Lift, Fill, Pray. And today we're going to be discussing a very interesting topic, uh, discussing mediocrity in life and uh, how our experiences deal with uh, mediocrity and ideas for ways we can address and overcome it. I don't know about you guys, but just recently I saw an at <laughs> and commercial mm-hmm. and this, this at and commercial came out with uh, a bunch of ads. Uh, one of them was uh, a, a mechanic and one of them was a doctor. And, but I'm gonna tell you the, the one uh, about doctors. And this ad said, uh, just okay is not okay. Um, there was, if you remember, there was a guy in the hospital and his <laughs> wife is uh, right next to him. And and they're asking the nurse, is doctor so-and-so good? <laughs> and the nurse, responds, well, um, he's just okay. Yeah. And uh, they look at each other like, uh, and then all of a sudden the doctor uh, comes in and, and he's, uh, asking if the patient's nervous and the guy responds, yeah. And the doctor says, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I laugh every time I see this, uh, this commercial because, uh, um, you weird. know, sometimes we, we just, you know, like the doctor, we find ourselves being okay with just being okay. And, and today's topic is going to address this. Uh, Uh, So maybe for you guys, uh, where is it that you have experienced mediocrity in life?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, it's it's kind of funny uh, because this morning after we finished working out and we're focusing a lot on uh, a lot of different kind of uh, uh, fitness suggestions for us in terms of staying healthy and fit. One of them is drinking enough water. And when I saw you this morning and you came up (laughs) and you said, you know what? I've been drinking so much this morning. I had eight of these 16-ounce glasses already. <laughs> I've never felt more average in my whole life. It was 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. Jeez. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty... I've only had... A little bit of pre-workout. That's (laughs) that's pretty mediocre of me. Um, But then I thought to myself, well, he's not average. He's going to be doing an above average amount of trips to the restroom. Yes, sir. So, yeah, uh, that was one time (laughs) that I felt today mediocre. But in honesty, I I think when I thought more about that question, uh, just in complete honesty, I think one area where I struggle a lot with that. Feelings of insecurity and mediocrity, and in falling into a pattern of mediocrity, mm. is is related to my academic performance and just my 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 overall activity in life compared to my siblings. Okay, you know, so it was yeah. I was the youngest, or I am the youngest of of three. I have two older amazing siblings, uh, but they were very high performing mm. in many different ways, mostly academic. And so to kind of follow in their footsteps was tough. Yeah. And I think from from like a self-esteem perspective, it was easier for me to just not try or to kind of at times decide just to be average, mm-hmm. you know, or put in an average amount of effort um, because it would be worse off to try and not succeed uh, than it would be to not try mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, it's the more I thought about it. So I think with siblings, um, I struggled a lot with that.
0: What about you, Carl? Uh,
2: me personally, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I really feel that in all kind of forms of life, including you know, what uh, most people are, what maybe I would say I do best, uh, you know, with fitness is that it's a constant battle to, to you know, stay away from mediocrity, right? So there's this um, thing that I try to talk about with clients that come in the door, right? When they come in and they have any type of, you know, big short-term, long-term goals is, is finding their why, right? So, and people come in and they goes, oh, and the first thing they say, oh, I want to lose X number of pounds, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, Right. And then so I kind of keep digging from there. Well, you know, well, then why do you want to lose 20 pounds? And then going from there, it's like, oh, because I want to, uh, you know, fit into these clothes. Well, why do you want to fit into these clothes? And, and if you keep digging deeper and deeper, it, get, it can get quite deep, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets into this uh, area of um, a lot of them being insecure mm-hmm. at a certain level of their lives or yeah. that, or again, it could be some, you know, a lot of sometimes it has, it's a, around family. Um, but again, if you, I, I find myself losing that kind of reason sometimes and just kind of mm-hmm. going through the flow. And then when I do, that's when I kind of fall back into like the mediocrity. And and again, including my own personal health and fitness. So so that would be an example of why, uh, for me, um, describing mediocrity and how that kind of, for me, to me to to be successful in any area of my life is to continue to um, discover my why. And that changes along the way. You know, I always say that Mm -hmm. when people's goals like, like your goals are this now, but that might change along the way. And so to have that kind of mindset, to always kind of be reaching towards something, that for me is success. And sometimes whether you achieve that or not, because you're at least you're going towards something. Mm-hmm. Right. The moment you start living kind of haphazardly and living like with no purpose. Yeah. Then, you know, that's that's kind of where we all don't want to be. So right? being so, goal
1: oriented as opposed to just existing. Absolutely. Yeah. right? And again, I think that just goes in all kind of all levels of love. So mm-hmm. and there's moments in my time in my life where I've just existed. Oh, yeah. you know, for various reasons. And as we kind of touch on some of the causes or or the the things that might contribute to mediocrity, I think I'll I'll expose some of those a little bit later on in terms of my own experiences. Let me ask um, to follow up on that. Do you find it, it helpful
0: sometimes to just exist? Um, do you know what I mean? You yes. know, we, Our last episode we talked about rest uh-huh. recovery, yeah. and recovery. And there might be those moments in life where it's just nice to exist for a moment. Right. Um, but what we, I think, find sometimes is there there are people
1: who stay in that, that place. Um, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could be a slippery slope. It yeah, can yeah. It can yeah. be yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. But you make a good point. I mean, I, I do think that there is something to be said about slowing down and, and choosing to take a simpler path. Mm -hmm. especially whenever you know that you have way too much on your plate and you're so overcommitted that you end up experiencing mediocrity, I think in part because you just are doing too much at one time. You're overloaded. You're overloaded. Mm -hmm. You're overcommitted, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then I think you're at risk of experiencing burnout. And for me personally, I think that's one area of my life where I experienced mediocrities when, when I was burnt out and I wasn't aware of, of of the fact that I was burnt out. And so I couldn't address my needs. Mm -hmm. And then I just, performed you know below average for the most part like academically and in other areas of my life. financially socially you know and, mm-hmm. and i don't know if i ever had the words at that time or the definitions that i needed to understand what i was going through so i hope i hope if somebody's feeling that way today they can ask themselves might that be my situation that i'm experiencing right now could it be burnout
2: yeah, yeah. very much yeah that's a big one because uh you know an analogy i have for that is uh you know people we, i get some people come here and they're big time maybe marathon runners. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my opinion, that that leads to burnout. But again, it goes kind of back to kind of finding your why, but because they'll get, they'll have these people and they have these physical goals, but they've, they're already almost at peak performance, right. Or at least t- toward their, um, you know, endurance goals. Yes. So then you know, when is too much type deal? Right. So, and, and then, and then when you get to this level of kind of, you know, maintenance existence, maintenance, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, you know, mm-hmm. how do you kind of go about that when you've kind of had the pedal to the metal and you're just kind of trying to flow? But that's an interesting question.
0: It is. It's, yeah. a, it's deeper. And, you know, I think it's contextual too for each person mm-hmm. where Absolutely. they're
1: at um, in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big piece looking at the individual mm-hmm. and the circumstances that they're experiencing to better understand how they got where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: it, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, I, I tend to think of church attendance uh, in, the, in, in the world of mediocrity. Um, you know, back probably 40 years ago, you could probably almost promise and say that um, almost everybody who went to church would be in church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of time, uh, what now is average uh, is right probably around 1.5 Sundays per month. Uh, okay. For for average worship attendance, mm-hmm. um, for most people who who do go to church, okay,
1: and so so twenty five percent, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, about twenty five percent rate mm-hmm. of, of attendance,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, from what we hear from, from many people is, um, I just decided to sleep in, or mm-hmm. I was tired, and uh, but yet they'll they'll express to me. I really want to grow in my faith. I really want to, you know, do more. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yet uh, they'll, they'll find themselves falling into the trap of mediocrity in terms of their spiritual development. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so so mediocrity can really play an impact in so many different ways in our own personal lives um, from um, emotional standpoints to physical and uh, here even in spiritual realm as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what I'd like to do is uh, take us through um, mediocrity and what does it mean to be mediocre? Um, um, and, and I'd like to share this from different perspectives um, here to, here in our episode. And I think uh, from a spiritual standpoint, um, I'm, I'm, I'm directed to a, a parable uh, in scripture and you know, in, in these episodes, I, I don't share too much scripture, uh, you know, because, um, you know, those who are reading this uh, or listening to this, uh, you know, you might not be of the Christian faith, but, um, uh, you know, as we relate it today, I, there's a passage of scripture that Jesus shares, uh, talks about the parable of the sower. And uh, this comes, or otherwise known as the parable of the soils. And I'd like to read it in its entirety. It's a, it's l- it's a little bit lengthy, but um, I, I really hope that you, get the point in this episode of uh, where uh, mediocrity falls here. And it talks about four different soils. And uh, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea and great crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat down and a whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, so went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He with his ears led him here. And then the disciples came and said to him, For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and hear what you hear and did not hear it. And here then the parable of the sower. Jesus now is explaining what's taking place here. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes in and snatches it away, what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown uh, along the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold in another sixty and in another 30. Um, you know, most people today would recognize themselves in probably like the three first soils where the seeds don't grow. Yet they honestly want to be like the good soil where the fourth seed fell to be people who truly hear and understand and, and mm. then produce even more. Um, you know, as the scripture said, even like, 30, 60, 100 fold um, as much as what's been planted. And so I think to myself from a spiritual standpoint, what, what is it that, that's keeping our lives hard? What mm-hmm. is it that's keeping our lives rocky? What, what, what's keeping it choked um, mm-hmm. so, it, it, when so many people want so much more and God created us for so much more? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it really what I've come to find through this passage is it takes time to till the soil. Mm-hmm. Um it takes work, uh it takes sweat, uh, you know, it takes discipline and uh uh to make it just right so mm-hmm. that that growth can occur from this. And uh so often I find in our spiritual lives we just aren't willing to put in the work. And and, and I don't know about uh, both of you, but do you see that in,
1: in your realms? Absolutely, in terms of the effort. Is mm-hmm. that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Um and it's just not matching up with the goals that you have in mind.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. I think in um, it's it's like you said, contextual. Depends on the unique individual that you're working with. But absolutely, mm-hmm. see it all the time.
2: Yeah, that's that's basically what I do, Dave. Day, day, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just summarized it. People <laughs> come in and they have all these lofty goals, but they're not willing to mm-hmm. either put in the work. And um, uh, there's a couple of things that we kind of talk about here. One is a line that actually, uh, Martin Rooney uh, has said is that you, you're not what you think about all the time. You're what you do all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. And then a big one that I use, uh, when we talked about people here is discipline over motivation, right? So they come in here all motivated, but it's the discipline ones ah. that will actually see those results over time because, you know, there's, you know, in today's world, everybody has this, um, idea that they're supposed to be 100% motivated all the time. Mm-hmm. And if they're not motivated, that something's wrong with them or they've lost their, you know, will or what mm-hmm. Like, no, like not everybody's, no one is ever always motivated, right. no matter what you see on social media or what yeah. else is out there. It's the discipline one. So sometimes you're not gonna wanna feel like working out, but getting out there. Sometimes you may not always feel, really sometimes you might not even feel like going to church or praying, but like it's the dis, the, the discipline of going mm-hmm. because it kind of will bear fruit type deal, right? And Absolutely. that's the that deal. So, um, and then, you know, how to go about doing that is like those, Daily, like habitual things that you kind of, you know, learn and and make habits of over time, right? Those are the things that are going to lead to mm-hmm. long-term results. Uh, another thing I like to talk about is how like you're training, you know, you're training for today, yes, but you're also training from, for two, three years down the road. If you think long-term like that, if you think that kind of compound effect and how you get results over time, those are the ones that will get some amazing results. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I listened to. This, um, well, you know, I spoke to other friends and listened to a couple of people that talk about this quite a bit. Is mm-hmm. um, that we're always sometimes we're always looking for things to make us just instantly happy, right? Yeah, it's one of these things in this today's world is that like we all want to be like happy like right now instant gratification. Yeah, and they call it oh, and they might you know hide it by under the word passion. Oh, do what you're passionate mm-hmm. about. passion, should be happy doing everything, but. You know, some things like, you know, some of these clients have lost 50 pounds, it's not always an instant gratification thing to come in here and work out hard. That can be a tough thing to go through. You know, having kids is some of the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, but they bring me joy as well. But it's sometimes, you know, what I mean, Just if you're not, if you're going always for that instantly making yourself happy, that's not always a great way to build good habits mm-hmm. that are going to lead to um, big results over time.
1: Yeah. Managing your expectations is something also took out of yeah. what you were saying yeah. as well, too, which is, I think, one of the underlying causes potentially for mediocrity is mm-hmm. your expectations are, are just unrealistic. Yeah. You know, and then when you don't meet them, um, you, you sort of give up, mm-hmm. you know, and I think yeah. in terms of defining it, I appreciate kind of what you shared, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was interested in, in defining it um, both according to kind of what the dictionary says and then also from an emotional perspective and a psychological perspective. And I looked up the word mediocre because I was just kind of understand, interested in understanding where it came from. And it comes from the Latin word mediocris or mediocris, uh, which can be roughly translated, I found out, as meaning halfway up a rocky mountain. Hmm. Halfway. Halfway up a rocky mountain. Yeah. And so it immediately kind of made me start to think about this idea of giving in or, or, or giving up. Right. Um, on, uh, on any of the goals that we have or on life in general, especially when um, it becomes unexpectedly more difficult um, than we could have anticipated. Uh, and instead, we end up settling for something less, mm-hmm. you know, so we choose to settle for something less um, in part. So I kind of think about it as potentially giving up, refusing to step out of your comfort zone. Is another thing that I think of oftentimes from a psychological perspective that can be really difficult from an emotional perspective that can be hard, not pushing uh, your limits, especially in select areas of your life. You know, I think that can really get in the way of and inhibit personal growth. And I say select areas of your life because I believe that mediocrity. Uh, could, uh, as we've kind of talked about, be thought of as being average. And I think it's okay for some people to accept that they're not going to be great at everything. Right. And and that goes back to expectations. Right. And it can actually be very wise to choose to live a simpler life in some ways. Um, And so I think it's okay. We're not saying that the opposite of being mediocre is being perfect. Correct. Right. Right. So if people are, you know, make sure that you don't confuse that idea. That's uh, that's a good point. Or think about that, right? Um, Another thing I think about, too, is for some people, in some cases, uh, they may have been so pressured to succeed. And that's one of the reasons I make this point about it's not about being perfect. Because for some people, they may have felt the pressure to succeed as a child. And so that way, as an adult, they feel the need to succeed in every way possible so that they can be valued and be seen as worthy of connection. So Mm -hmm. they've kind of been conditioned. That I've got to be exceptional, right? Um, so I, I don't think that the opposite of mediocrity is exceptionality. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the opposite of mediocrity is perfection. I think the opposite of it could be considered many things. But for me, I thought of the word striving. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about just seeing where you're at, identifying where you want to where where you want to end up, mm-hmm. and then heading in that direction. It's forward progress. Forward yeah. progress. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's funny because we just it was just um, MLK Day. And we posted the one to our uh, page. And he, and he quoted, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. And you can kind oh, of perfect. translate yeah. into a lot of things. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, hey, wherever you are, right, just keep moving, striving, mm-hmm. moving forward, progress, small baby steps. That all, you know, back to that kind of whole notion.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't stand still. Um, try not to lie down. Try not to, to, right. to turn back. Yeah. Is yep. the way I kind of think about it. When I think of the definition, though, too. And this is just a, the therapist. I mean, I think it's important to also differentiate mediocrity as a willful choice from the symptoms of mental illness, illness and emotional distress. Right. Um, such as disinterest or low motivation or low energy um, that is commonly experienced in people that are struggling with depression or other mental health issues. Um I don't want anyone to ever feel ashamed for struggling to accomplish things in life as a result of the challenges they're experiencing mm-hmm. and their own mental health. Yeah. So um, don't define yourself as mediocre if you have a legitimate health reason. Mm-hmm. You know why? Perhaps you haven't been able to strive, you know, as, as often as you found yourself striving in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we talk about. Combating and overcoming mediocrity—I think that's one thing to kind of take a look at—and I'll talk about it later on. Which is, if you feel like you're really in a slump, meet with a counselor absolutely and have a conversation so that they can, with them, so they can help you uncover the root mm-hmm. of whatever lack of progress you feel like you're dealing with.
0: I, I, I want to go back. I just think that the definition of mediocre is so profound. Yeah. You know, where you said. Halfway up a rocky mountain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it didn't say halfway going down a rocky mountain. <laughs> right. You know, So, right. so it, it, it follows up with the talk we've had about forward progress. You know, yeah. it, you know you're, when you're at the halfway point, that statement talks about moving forward mm-hmm. and uh, uh, getting past that halfway point
1: a uh, on a rocky mountain right and it's a rocky mountain it's not a smooth mountain <laughs> yeah. so I love it. yeah right yeah. I love uncovering the Latin origins or the the, mm-hmm. addition, the early origins of all these words because they're so it's such a rich kind of description of the word oh, yeah. itself in English right There's such depth. English definition is a little boring <laughs> but I can yeah. see this I can uh-huh. envision the struggle that someone might have yeah. climbing a rocky mountain that causes them to decide I'm just going to sit right here I'm mm-hmm. not going any further exactly it's yeah. funny
2: because I know listeners can't see this but I have this written up on the wall here it's basically a graph um, per people's results when they come in here. And they have this kind of mindset that yeah. there's going like to be the straight line to their success and their results and everything else. And it's not like that at all. I have this other graph right uh, beside it that has some plateaus, some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But really, if you look at any point or where you are on the journey, and you look back from where you started, there's mm-hmm. progress being made. Yeah, But right. in that moment, it may not feel like it, right? Because right. you've hit a plateau or slightly regressed. But you're looking at kind of a long term, again, it's kind of the
1: long term thinking mindset overlooking like kind of the short term stuff. But that's interesting, interesting as well. Yeah. And I think that could probably contribute to giving up if somebody doesn't realize oh, absolutely that does. progress is incremental, but, right? right? And that's you're going to experience waxing and waning. You're going to have yeah. high points and then dips as well, too. So when I work with people and they say, well, I'm, I'm sliding backwards, I'm, I'm sliding back into old habits or yeah. uh, my old mindset, or, or I'm experiencing some of these things that I've been trying to work on um, um, resolving. I'll say you're not sliding backwards right yeah. you're just you're just dipping a little bit yeah. right you're still moving in a forward direction you've just dipped slightly yeah and you'll rebound. So yeah. it's a lot like the stock market right You have Absolutely. to kind of ride the wave mm-hmm. right otherwise you run the risk of maybe giving it giving yeah. Up. yeah yeah.
0: So, what do you what do you think contributes to mediocrity? Um, you know, we talked yeah. a little bit about it, but uh, steering us a little bit off of uh, the the definition of mediocrity, I uh, want to take us to the contributions to, to mediocrity. And you know, some of the things that I've seen is is busyness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so busy that we get so comfortable in a mediocre state of just doing what we've always done. Um, or the, or the-
2: I'm sorry to interrupt you. The perception. Of busyness, right? So True. Right. Yes. I, I can tell you how much I hear I have no time. You know that uh, kind of stuff, right? That was my uh, excuse uh, for the gym. So for I did, years. right. So
0: but you're right. That's I you know, was always too thing. busy. Uh so I thought. And, yeah. yeah. You know, but then Good I started catch. thinking. That's right. yeah. <laughs> worth so, interrupting then for. I started yeah. thinking, what am I doing at five in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <That's> right. uh <laughs> sleeping, yeah, basically. Um you know, thinking about laziness. Uh sometimes we get caught in that, that rut of laziness where we just don't feel like doing you know, today mm-hmm. here in North Florida, it's a it's a balmy fifty degrees, and uh, it's uh-huh. cloudy. And, and, and for us Floridians now, fifty degrees means uh, get under the blanket and, <laughs> and cuddle and uh, have a cup of coffee, read a book. But, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, we just don't feel like doing anything. We're like those iguanas in South Florida where it gets under forty and they they start freezing and falling out well, of I the saw trees. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a lazy state right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're not moving. No, um, no forward <laughs> progress. <yeah. laughs> um, another one is the fear, uh, fear of facing our giants in life. Oh yeah, uh, that's a big one. Uh, fear of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of failing. Fear of yes. failure. I have that
2: written down here as well. It's and
0: failure, yeah. uh, it really scares people. So let's let's touch on some of these, and maybe you guys have have a few others that uh, you want to want to mention. But uh, these are some of the things that I I saw as contributions to mediocrity
2: so, so that's a big one for yeah. me the feel of failure because that's uh, a lot kind of what i deal with um and and convincing yourself at any moment in any walk of life that changes aren't happening and you and this and then this kind of that voice creeps in your head oh, is it all worth it why am i doing this to begin with and it's kind of like that self-doubt starts creeping in mm-hmm. um so that's why it's so important and that's another reason another thing i have here for um um to why you know, what what kind of contributes to it is lack of structure, right? So Mm -hmm. to have some Mm -hmm. type of structure, to have some kind of plan. Um, because without that there if you're if you're not tracking and measuring or at least some it doesn't have to be again you know super obsessive but at the Mm -hmm. same time you have to have some kind of structure in place and you know there's also things that helps like accountability partners and coaches um you know therapists pastors all these things Mm -hmm. um to help you kind of guide your path because I think you know if you do this thing alone and and you're not uh an expert at kind of you know where you want to go it can be very difficult to kind of pinpoint any you know, where you are in the chart and be like, oh, I, you know, I've come this far. And, and again, it's very easy, I think, for a lot of us to fall into that trap.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned fear. So I'll jump on that. You did mention fear of failure, which I had out. Another one that um, I included, I don't think you mentioned, was the fear of standing out. Uh, for some oh, people, yeah. they might prefer to to stay kind of average in most areas of their life. That's um For a variety of different reasons. I mean, there's a lot of social pressure to not stand out, um, to to not be different from others, right? To kind of conform in many cases. Um, for other people it might be just like a fear of being judged. Yeah. You know, so if you're pushing yourself and you're and you're you're getting out there and deciding that you're gonna go beyond Um, uh, you know, any effort that you've ever put in, in one area of your life, um, you're going to, you're going to try, that can be kind of scary. I know for me, I can relate to that with the gym. Yeah. You may run into, how many people do you have that come in and want to start working out? And one of their biggest barriers was, I don't want to be judged. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And what you were kind of going, I think it. Again, no matter where
2: you're going, and in, in, uh, kind of getting past me- mediocrity, is eventually you're going to have to put yourself in a vulnerable state, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you're yeah. taking a test, right, yeah. or you're doing an assessment, or you're doing, and that I think that that kind of you know looking past all oh, the lower mm-hmm. to, to that point can really discourage people on the way. But absolutely, that's that's, that's a big one. People are, are scared of being judged or scared of doing some assessment and failing, mm-hmm. some strength test and failing, you know, um, because they think they're going to you know, get discouraged within themselves or have somebody else kind of look down on them. Um, So, again, most of these things, I feel like a lot of these things, though, are more self-induced rather than sometimes reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it can be self and um, socially induced as well, too, with our environments, uh, especially the environments that we were raised in, um, the peer groups that we were around, uh, the the people that had an influence over us, you know, in many cases could be so important Um, because we can be taught, I think, to be. And live a more mediocre life, you know, um, As children, especially we're looking to role models for guidance. Right. We're going to be learning from them. And sometimes our role models can unfortunately provide bad influence. Um, if you look at most social learning theories, it'll help us to kind of understand how important other people are to us when it comes to the way that we grow. And the way that our personalities develop and how we choose to live our lives. And when we talk a little bit more about ways that you can overcome mediocrity, I'm going to go back to that in just a moment. But that matters. Um, The other thing that I I wanted to kind of point out, too, is uh, self-esteem. And this kind of connects to what we were discussing a moment ago. Um, Mm Self-doubting is really big. Um, So having doubts just in general about yourself and what you're capable of. Um, And feelings of inferiority. Um, One of my favorite psychologists uh, developed a personality theory um, that helped us to kind of understand how people develop as human beings over the course of their lives. Mm -hmm. And his name is Alfred Adler. Okay. And he um, uh, helped us to kind of understand and really coin this really interesting concept, the term that you may have heard of. It's called the inferiority complex. Oh, yeah. 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 And really what it is, by definition, really, is just an unrealistic feeling of general inadequacy. That can come from actual or imagined deficiencies that you're experiencing, either physically or psychologically. So, for some people, they're they're dealt a hand um, in life that you know um, is is pretty challenging, and so they might have some actual physical, uh, um, emotional, psychological, intellectual limitations. Yeah. Um, and if they're if they don't find a way or they're not provided with enough support to overcome those, they might give in to those feelings of inferiority. And for other people, it's it's imagined, it's like perceived, it's what you believe about yourself, and and it it, it is inconsistent with reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but perception is reality. So um, if somebody feels bad about themselves and is 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 struggled in life and received a lot of negative feedback and has been put through a lot, you know, they're at risk also of developing this inferiority complex. And um, what they sort of do is they resign themselves to this perceived or or imagined state of inferiority, and yeah. you know, so they just stop trying. Um, so self-esteem, you know, is plays a big role, I think, in, in, the degree to which you're willing to push forward in life and strive.
0: Wow. Such a need for encouragement then. Yeah. In, in life. Uh, I, you know, so. I, uh,
1: I'm always so encouraged when I
0: walk in here, uh, mm-hmm. to the gym and find that, uh, we're encouraging each other. Um, last night in, in the class, uh, that I attended, uh, there was a gentleman who was new mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, was really um, struggling to to do the sprints, and uh, one of our gym members uh, came alongside of this person mm-hmm. and ran with them at their speed and wow. uh, pushed them, and I, it just warmed my heart because I was on a road bike at the time, burning like six hundred and fifty <laughs> calories or something. It felt like that, but probably like three calories. Or something. But uh, as I, as I was going, um, yeah. it was so nice to see that that element of encouragement uh for, for people who who do feel uh those moments of inferiority. Mm-hmm. And then going back to what you were just talking about, perception is reality. Yeah. Um, and
2: and so what can we do k- to kind of uh, ground ourselves in that perception, right? So, and we'll post a lot of things about, and then you were also talking about people that mm. are born with certain, you know, uh, limitations or possibly disabilities, right? So there's these sure. people working out, you know, these people with like no arms or, you know, all types of things, and then it's mm-hmm. kind of like, we're here, you know, complaining about a rash that we have in our form, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so always kind of ground yeah. ourselves in that kind of way and be like, you know what, I think I can do this type Mm -hmm. deal, you know, and so that's, that's always important too, because Mm -hmm. again, if you let those little things kind of get in your brain and, and those can Mm -hmm. really add up over time and and, and discouraging you.
1: Yeah. So positive influences and role models, as we mentioned before, sources Mm -hmm. of inspiration, you know, people that have overcome, um, as opposed to, uh, looking at those, 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 Stories on social media or whatever that make us maybe end up feeling worse about ourselves yeah. because it creates a false reality. Right. Right. Like you said before. Um, nobody is always motivated. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then I think a lot of this kind of also comes back to what you're just with your story with uh, the gentleman from
2: last night is to surround yourself with a you know support system. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and no matter what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, having that kind of that team, that support system, being a part of something, being around people that. Are positive or on the same mission as you. These are mm-hmm. all important things and kind of getting past, um, barriers.
1: I think the last thing before we move on in a moment to talk about how we can overcome yeah. that I can think of is, is um, another personality related sort of a factor. Um, and it has to do with our mindset, you know, our worldview or what we call sometimes our cognitive style, mm. um, the way that we look at and interpret makes sense of the world around us and how we react to it. And for, for people that struggle with more of a negativistic or more of a cynical or pessimistic uh, worldview, um, I think that they, they can really find it very hard to get up and, and find the energy to, to get going. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, they kind of have this sort of perspective that causes them to kind of um, ask themselves, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and if we've been underperforming for some time, we maybe have become so apathetic that we struggle to even recognize what what both we and other people are capable of. So we lose touch with what's pos- of what's possible.
0: Definitely. So
1: I think your attitude about the world around you matters as well too. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Did you have any other thoughts no, about no, contributing I, I, factors? No, I think uh, I think we're good
0: on yeah. that. Um, so let's uh, yeah. let's shift gears as we uh, get ready to come to a close of our podcast here for today. Um, tell me about some ways that you feel we can overcome mediocrity.
1: I go back to a couple different things related to what we've already talked about, but just keep striving to move. I use that word again because I love it. Yeah. Strive to move outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Strive to push yourself to take what I would call increasingly tolerable risk. You'll become better at taking risks yeah. that are a little that used to be more intolerable. So increasingly tolerable risks yeah. um, and seek the support of an accountability partner as you go through this. Don't do it alone. Definitely. Right? Have somebody that, you know, is open, vulnerable that you can trust, that you can lean on and that you'd be willing to allow to lean on you, mm-hmm. you know, to help uh, keep you keep you heading in the forward direction.
2: Yeah. And for me, it's just some of the things that we've touched on al- along the way. Um, a big one for me is, uh, you know, that find your why, you know, why you're, you're striving past that obstacle or that place of mediocrity to begin with. Um, you know, going into that the purpose. Um, also, overcoming fears is a big one, I think. Uh, we went like we just had a whole list of kind of, you know, things that are excuses and excuses and the fear of X, Y, Z. I just feel like when it comes down to it, a lot of it is it kind of dwells there. Um and then um, some st- just take the daily strategy. So the daily strategies of what we talked about, having a plan, having structure, um, getting um, help, whether that's in the form of, of – and by the way, we all need help with these types of things, right? So mm-hmm. to say, hey, to, to say I need help is should be a normal response, right? Yes. A lot of people think – they say, oh, I need help. And that's like, oh, why do I need help? I should be able to do so. this. i like, no, we all need these things, right? So we all need a support system, accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here we talk about – in like um, in, in small group atmospheres of positive energy, mm-hmm. but for you as well, there's disciple groups. There's you know I mean, there's, there's all these things that are so important mm-hmm. that when you're part of something like that, it's just so easier to break through these uh, places of meakery. So those are just would be a, a few thoughts for myself.
0: I um you you know the what we see out in society is. Take shortcuts; it'll get you to destination faster. But uh, you know, I'd encourage us to counter that uh, by of taking shortcuts by really committing to going the extra mile in, mm-hmm. in the things that we do. Uh, uh, there's a there's a, a phrase on my Instagram page, uh, and it simply says the pain of discipline uh, versus the pain of regret. Uh, one lasts a lifetime.
1: And one is only temporary. I still remember that. I think you shared that a few episodes ago. Oh, did I? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's
0: great. You know, it just it it reminds me. You know, so often if we take shortcuts and we find ourselves in a in a mediocre state, um, you know, as a pastor, I do a lot of um, end of life calls um, Mm -hmm. where I'm bedside with people, usually from their journey, like maybe like eight weeks uh, to death, and and you know, multiple visits and and having deep and. Profound conversations with people. And what I come mm-hmm. to find myself seeing in, in those instances are the people who say, I wish. I would have. Mm. Um, and 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 what they come to say is they're, they're saying, you know, I lived a, a mediocre life or I, I should have done this with my children mm. or I wish I would have said this to my spouse or um, I wish I would have um, spent more time mm. um, working hard at making my relationship stronger. Um, mm. You know, and it's not really work related because um, that's that's, you know, of the past, but what they always come back to is relationships and, and being the best that they could have been. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it breaks my heart when I see people at the end of life saying, I wish I could have been better at uh, being a better father, or being a better husband or a wife or whatever the case might be. It's pretty yeah. powerful.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the last couple of things I can think of in addition to kind of what you guys have been talking about is journaling or meditating and an attempt to help you better understand your thoughts around your self-image or the way that you see yourself. Um, This can help you to learn, you know, where you may be able to shift your mindset um, so that it's more affirming of you as an individual um, and so they can more uh, regularly recognize what you're capable of. And also it'll help you identify if you have some unrealistic (laughs) expectations that are holding you back. Uh, Because again, I want to emphasize that the opposite of mediocrity is not perfection. It's not exceptionality. In fact, when we look at the inferiority complex, you might assume that it's only people that have given up or on themselves or feeling depressed. Um, but in fact, there are some people that struggle with uh, inferiority complexes that are overachievers that are perfectionists and what they're attempting to do is overcompensate, Mm -hmm. right. And cover up those feelings of inferiority. Um, and I think that contributes to unrealistic goal setting. I think that contributes to burnout. Um, I think, I think there's just a whole host of issues you can run into emotionally. So, um, the idea isn't to take the message from today and go out and, and, and just push yourself to a point of exhaustion, right? That's the exact opposite of what we're saying. Yeah. We're actually yeah. saying that that might be what's contributing to your yeah, experience right. of mediocrity. Yeah. So, um, Talk with somebody, you know, seek out professional support, maybe even talk and speak with the counselor, see if they can uncover if there's any sort of emotional or psychological roots that underpin uh, the struggles that you might be having in terms of striving and moving forward in your life. And the final thing I'd say is, again, going back to influences and the power of social influence and social learning, surround yourself by uh, people that have positive mindsets, mm-hmm. um, that have experienced successes that are that are. Um, a humble as well and willing to share their lessons with you and offer you support much like the person that you talked about running next to the individual the other night. Oh yeah. in in the gym, um, who may have been at a uh, at, uh, running at a pace that was, uh, you know, above average for them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, wasn't scolded for that or ashamed, um, mm-hmm. or hopefully didn't feel ashamed as a result uh, because they were being supported uh, with what they were capable of doing. So try avoiding to spend, spending too much time with people that are a little bit more negative, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because that rubs off on you. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I think there's some kind of saying that um, show me the five people that you spend the most time around, and I'll tell you basically who you are. Type deal. So, yeah. And that could be a very difficult thing to kind of change in your life. So it's kind of sure. like you know, look at those that you're that you're choosing to kind of stay a lot of time around, and if, if they're not having a positive influence in your life, or they're not trying to help you get to that next level, then you might
0: want to rethink some of your friendships and relationships. Yeah, and I and I would close out by saying, live courageously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, don't don't strive for perfection, but just make forward progress mm-hmm. uh, like we shared here today. You know, mm-hmm. when we make forward progress. We grow and uh, we experience new things. And so mm-hmm. uh, live courageously. Don't let fears um, hold you back from experiencing life in its fullest. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Well, thank you for joining us uh, here on this episode of Lift, Fill, Pray. If you have any questions or you have any comments uh, about this episode or maybe you have an idea for a future episode for us, because, you know, we'll sit around here and kick ideas and talk about things, mm-hmm. but maybe you as a listener have, a, have an idea for us. We welcome so, you to visit us at uh, liftfillpray.com and uh, you can reach out to us using the contact form that's on our website. And as always, uh, we really wish you the best as you take next steps in working on your health and in your wellness. We hope you join us again for a future episode take care.
1: Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash